0: You're listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go, a podcast that'll change how you think and change your life. I'm Willie Horton and I'm a psychologist, been helping people change their lives since 1996, broadcasting from the French Alps, and delighted to have you along. Let's take this week's step in the right direction. I've just done a really good meditation. What's wrong with that statement? I've actually evaluated the unevaluatable. I've thought about the unthinkable. I've added noise to an exercise that is designed to get noise out of my head. Meditation is something that you do to do it. So many people contact me and they say, oh my meditation isn't as good as it used to be. Or, or, or I don't get the f- same feeling that I used to get when I would meditate with you, when I meditate on my own. Or I feel my meditation has become flat. I'll deal with the last one separately in a minute, but all the other comments are evaluations and analysis of something that we shouldn't analyze at all. Think about it, or actually don't think about it. because. Meditation is designed to stop us thinking. Meditation is designed to enable us to start experiencing. Why would you think about something that is designed to stop you thinking? Makes sense when perhaps it's put that way. But there is one other point I made at the end of those various comments, and that was my meditation has gone flat. Now, whilst that is an evaluation, very often it is an understanding that I need to push myself a little bit further. We all need to be challenging ourselves ever so gently every day. We don't want to whip ourselves. We don't want to torture ourselves. We don't want to push ourselves to a point that is so uncomfortable that we set ourselves up for failure. But what we need to do ever so gently every day is challenge ourselves, and that goes for everything in life, including meditation. All the research done in Chicago, headed up by Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi, and explained beautifully and very accessibly in his book Flow, adds up to an understanding of how we experience the moment free of thought. But the particular thing I want to mention in relation to Jitsen Mihai's work and flow is the analysis he makes of people who are moving forward all the time and that we actually need to be on this cusp of challenge all of the time. We need to, as I said a moment ago, ever so gently push ourselves every day. Because in life, you don't stand still. If you stop moving forward, you go backward. You go backward into the world of noise. That's what this episode is about. The world is full of noise. You know often people say to me I can't meditate in a room that is too noisy or there's too much distraction around me when I sit down to meditate. There's too much noise going on. That's not the noise I'm talking about nor are we, when we meditate, looking for quiet in the outside world? We're looking for quiet in the inside world. Many, many years ago, I was on an 11-day retreat in the Vipassana Centre, Dhamma jipa in Hereford, in the United Kingdom. And during the final day, when we were allowed to talk for the first time, in 11 days, I was talking to one of the organisers of the event who told me that when that organisation first set up in the UK, they held their 11-day silent retreat over a balty house, a curry shop in Birmingham, one of the noisiest places you could ever sit down to meditate. And the guy in question said to me, he said, here we are in the rolling fields of Hereford where you could hear a pin drop. And people often have difficulty meditating here. He said, but in Birmingham, the noise actually immersed you in the reality of the moment. It was one of the most successful meditation centers they had anywhere in the world. Because people weren't looking for auditory silence. When we meditate, we're looking for silence within. I don't know if my microphone here picks up the background cacophony of birds. We're surrounded by all kinds of birds here. And very often when I'm talking to somebody on Zoom or on the telephone, they ask me, am I playing bird sounds in the background? But I'm not. There are birds everywhere around here and they're constantly making wonderful song. Now, if I was minded in a particular way, I would say to myself, they're constantly making noise, they're making noise that distracts me, and that distraction disables me from having the kind of meditation I would love to have. Now there are so many things wrong with what I've just said. First of all, you don't meditate to have a meditation you would love to have, because that is setting a goal for your meditation, that particular meditation, when in fact you meditate to meditate. You don't have expectations for your meditation, and you don't, as I said a few minutes ago, evaluate your meditation afterwards. Meditation is a simple and pure act of being in the moment. Now, I bet you hear the siren in the background. And if I were meditating, if I was minded one way, I would say to myself, "Damn it!" I can't meditate now, it's been disrupted or I've been distracted by that siren. Whereas, in actual fact, that siren is part of the reality of the moment and provides me with a wonderful real life prop to pay my attention to simply sitting, breathing in and out, hearing what's going on, experiencing me as part of the reality of the moment. So that auditory noise that we hear has nothing to do with the noise that I want to talk about. The noise that I want to talk about comes from the 70,000 thoughts calculated by the Neural Lab at UCLA. The 70,000 thoughts that whiz through our thinking mind every waking day. So that's not 70,000 thoughts over the period of 24 hours. That's 70,000 thoughts over a period of maybe 17 hours a day. The awful thing is that that's my personal noise. I'm not thinking thoughts about the world at large. I'm not thinking thoughts about the things I have to do today. I'm thinking the same thoughts every day. They're my thoughts and I'm stuck with them. They are like little squatters hanging out, uninvited, in my head. And I can't get rid of them. As I said, my thoughts are my thoughts. Your thoughts are your thoughts and you're stuck with them. You can stop paying them attention, though. And once you stop paying your thoughts attention, they're nothings. We've talked about this before. There are big thoughts, little thoughts in your head. The big thoughts are the ones that were really embedded on your subconscious mind when you were young and impressionable. They get stuck deep down in the very fabric of who you think you are the thoughts that gave you your impression of yourself, the thoughts that have burdened you with that impression of yourself all of your adult life until you stop giving them your attention. Because a thought on its own is nothing. A thought plus your attention is your version of reality in the moment, based on, as I said a moment ago, your thoughts, your very special group of thoughts, your own baggage, the baggage that weighs you down until you realize it isn't there. Once you stop paying it attention, it simply evaporates. But that noise is, if we're minded that way, distracting us all of the time. Sometimes we're aware of the noise. It might be, you know, for example, that I am in a conversation with a group of people and something occurs to me, something witty that I might say, and I say to myself just for a split second, oh, will I feel right saying that? Is that the kind of thing I would say? Will people laugh at me if I say that? Will people think I'm stupid if I say that? And because of those self-evaluating, or as psychology calls them, self-referential thoughts, I get in my own way, and by the time I decide to say my witty remark, the conversations moved on. And now, It isn't that I'm wondering whether other people might think I'm stupid. I'm actually feeling stupid myself. And it all came from a load of noise in my own head. As I said, sometimes we're aware of this noise, even on an ordinary, everyday basis. Even though it is so familiar to us, because it's whizzing through our head every day, often we're not aware of it at all. But... Over the last few weeks and maybe it's just coincidental and as we know from previous conversations and, and ones yet to come there's no such thing as a coincidence but maybe it's just an accumulation of emails over the last few weeks i've had many many messages saying to me that the noise in my head is growing louder i cannot meditate because of the noise in my head i have stopped to try to calm myself down and the noise in my head is driving me crazy a whole stream of emails from a variety of different people most of whom i don't know i'm getting this kind of feedback just at the moment and i'm saying to each and every one of them wonderful wonderful it's wonderful because in the ordinary course of our ordinary everyday lives when we're using our ordinary minds ordinarily The familiarity that we have with these thoughts is such that, as I said a minute ago, we rarely are aware of them. But when, for the first time, or first few times, we stop to begin the process of paying our attention to the reality of the moment, instead of paying our attention, unwittingly, to our thoughts, In other words, when we start meditating for the first time, we suddenly become aware of the noise in our head. Or, if I can put it even more succinctly, we become aware. Awareness is a totally different state of mind to the normally unaware mind. Having a mind that is awake is completely different to the ordinary, everyday state of mind in which the normally minded find themselves, which is asleep. Having a mind that is alive to the reality of the moment is so different to the ordinary everyday life on automatic pilot that is as good as dead when we start to become aware, when we start to wake up, when we start living in the moment, the very first thing we realize is my mind is full of noise, and my mind is full of useless noise, my mind is full of Toxic noise. My mind is full of the self-referential thoughts that drag me down and drag me away from the here and now and make me feel less than the person I actually am. These 70,000 thoughts, 97% of which are the same from one day to the next, so we all live our own personal Groundhog Day, these 70,000 thoughts are there from our childhood. As I said earlier on and as we've covered in previous episodes, the big ones, the ones that really make us feel less than we might otherwise feel about ourselves, are stuff that come from the psychological snapshots that we took when we were two, three, four years old, when things were done for us or more often than not to us that made us feel lesser about ourselves. they're only thoughts now. Yes, something might have happened to me when I was three or four years old. The first point I need to make in that regard, because people often ask me this, is I don't need to know what happened to me when I was three or four years old. that makes me feel inadequate about myself now. Why would I go back and look at something that is so long and distant in the past, when my job, if I'm to live my life to the full, is to simply be present in the moment. All I need to do to let the 70,000 thoughts of my baggage evaporate is train myself to be present in the moment. And that is what meditation is. It is the training to be present in the moment. It is the training to be mindful, but it's only the training. And what I mean by that is that we train, through meditation, to play in the game of life, in the cut and thrust and rough and tumble of our daily lives. We train through meditation to be present enough, focused enough and clear enough, so that we can rise to life's little challenges and transform imperfect moments into perfect moments. We train, through meditation, so that we can play in the game of life, spotting life's little opportunities that will transform our lives and move us effortlessly towards the life that we would love to live. And that effortlessness comes from the fact that I am training to be present. Because when I'm present, I have a different perception of everything, starting with myself I have a different perception of time, I have a different perception of what is going on. My reality is completely different than it was when I was trying to see real reality through the fog of the 70,000 thoughts in my own head. These 70,000 thoughts are your own very personal noise. If you have noticed your mind being noisy, wonderful you've noticed. If you have observed your mind becoming noisier, better again because you have observed. If you have got to the point, as a number of my correspondents have, where the noise is almost unbearable, wonderful, because now you have become totally acquainted with the madness of the noisy mind. Now you have become fully aware of the fact that if you were to continue to choose to leave your mind operating on autopilot, you're always going to be badgered by this noise. You're always going to be driven demented by this noise. And actually, you know, that's the truth of the matter, because when we are listening to the noise in our own head, even when we're not aware of it, we're as good as demented. But when we do become aware of it, we begin to realize how demented we actually are. But only until we train ourselves To pay attention to the reality of the moment, starve our thoughts of our attention as a result, and watch our thoughts gently fade away like a morning mist as the sun rises. I am that soldier. I have been that soldier. Been there, done that, and got the t-shirt. The very first of those 11-day retreats that I went on, where where I was trained in the art of vipassana meditation, otherwise known as mindfulness meditation, where the gong would go off at 4 o'clock in the morning, so you would be in the meditation hall at 4.30. You'd sit there cross-legged on the floor till 7.30 when the gong would go off. You'd go and have your breakfast and be back in the hall at 8am and you'd be there till 12 noon when the gong would go off again and you'd have your dinner and be back at one o'clock and the gong would go off again at five o'clock when you would get a cup of tea or a piece of fruit and be back in the meditation hall at half past five and you'd be there till nine o'clock at night. The first couple of days of my first 11-day retreat were, first of all, a realization of the noise in my own head. When I sat down for the first time In the peace and quiet of Hereford that I mentioned earlier on, I realised the wonder of the calm of the moment. The longer I sat there, the more I became aware of the noise in my own head. The longer I sat there, the noisier the noise in my own head became, to the point that on the third day I literally thought I was crazy, or perhaps more to the point, I realised that operating on autopilot, I actually am crazy. I'm listening to stuff that has no relationship whatsoever to the reality of the here and now. I'm listening to stuff that actually began to open my eyes to why I might behave in a particular way or react in a particular way, or like this kind of person, or dislike that kind of person, because it was all being done automatically, and it was all being done on the basis of stuff that I had learned when I was young and impressionable, and it was all being done on the basis of nothing that was going on in the here and now. Day three was hell. And that is why I can actually say to people, if your noise, if the noise in your own head is driving you mad now, great, because you're only one day away from day four. We have to go through this almost rite of passage. We have to fully realise, fully become aware, Of the madness of the way in which the normal mind works, of the absolute cacophony of nonsensical toxic noise that the normal mind is filled with. We have to become aware of that before we can let it pass. And pass it does. So if you are becoming increasingly aware of the noise in your own head, there are a number of things you need to understand straight away. Number one, it's only natural. It's how the normal mind works. The 70,000 thoughts are born out of the formative learning that you learned when you were young and impressionable, which was designed to provide you with a set of automated programs so that you could live your adult life on automatic pilot. So that should a tiger jump out of the bushes, it would have all of your undivided attention. The only way in which the normal mind fully becomes present fully becomes in touch with the reality of the moment. The 70,000 thoughts in your head, the noise in your own head, your own personal baggage, it's only natural. It doesn't mean that it is acceptable, however, because what do you want to do? Which would you prefer? To make it through the day, one day after the next, more or less the same, to want to change your life, to try to change your life, or some aspect of your life, and realize that every day is much the same as the previous day, one day after the next, more or less the same. Or to go back to your original and natural state of mind when you were three or four years old present in the moment, experiencing the moment, alive in the moment, aware of the moment, awake to the opportunities of the moment and how those opportunities can lead you forward to the life that you'd really love to live. So, point number one, the 70,000 thoughts, the noise in your own head, it's only natural. But it's layered on top of your original true nature, layered on top of your original state of mind, which was to be clear and present. In other words, meditation isn't a training at all. It's actually just a retraining. It's a reawakening of our natural state of presence of mind in the moment free from the thoughts in our own head because we're no longer giving them our attention the second point you need to understand is that the noisier the noise in your head the better because what it means is you're becoming increasingly aware of first of all the fact that you are carrying around this baggage with you You're increasingly aware of how it is impinging on your everyday life and your ability to live that everyday life to the full. And you are increasingly aware of the extent to which it bears no relationship to the reality of your life today, and more importantly, the reality of the life that you would love to live. The noisier you realise your head is, the closer you are to letting that whole body of thought drift away. As I said a few minutes ago, if you are being driven, demented by the noise in your head at the moment, you're living your very particular day three, which means tomorrow is day four. People get awful downhearted. People are not very good at sticking with things. So many people that I have worked with have told me that even long before they ever met me they had dipped their toe in the water of meditation and ah, it worked for a while and then it didn't really work and then nothing was really changing and that's because they didn't persevere, that's because they didn't stick with it. In order for us to change the habitual behaviour of our adult minds over the course of our adult lifetime up to now, we need to be disciplined, we need to be structured, we need to hold our feet to the fire, we need to do our retraining to meditate every day until we get to the point that we suddenly discover, we suddenly become aware of the fact that I'm I'm living day four. Once you hit day four, you are in open country, and once you are in open country, you're going to become so much more aware of who you can be, your true potential, and the life that you can really, really live. And that is when the adventure really begins. You've been listening to to succeed just let go to get involved join me in my facebook group strangely enough called to succeed just let go and for more information visit wwwwilly portalcom